I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With the pump fake and one dribble inside to the long two, and he makes it. That's been his game his whole career, but look at him smiling. Here go, my man. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Long Two. I am Pete Rogers. He is Natty Wallach. And we are a Camillus Anthony podcast that occasionally talks fantasy basketball. Natty, how are you doing today? I'm well, Pete. How are you doing? I'm good. We are currently sitting in the midst of a snowstorm, but, you know, oh, really? it was really hot. We had like 60 as a high last week, and now we're, you know, probably about 10 degrees and and have an off and on blizzard. Um, but it's it's not bad. It's nice. We I made a fire, cuddled it up by it, spent most of the day doing that, watched watched some Wally, and uh, it's been a pretty good Sunday so far. That sounds blissfully domestic. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you guys are okay and all cuddled up. Oh yeah. Well, Becca's Becca's in the throes of law school, so I am all nice and cuddled up with our dog Bert while she uh, has to do all of her work and stuff. So, I am blissfully uh, <laughs> I'm having a blissful weekend. Good for you, buddy! Congratulations! Yeah. I'm, I'm happy you. for you. Applause you. underlined. I'm doing great. I am doing great. Um, well, we as a show are also doing great. Uh, Ooh, thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you. We, uh, w- I like to think of us as a as an ever evolving entity, Natty. Obviously, we, we talk basketball, but how we talk basketball? Well, it. It comes to you, the people, how you want it to be heard. And so last week's episode, we gave our uh, top players to be buying and selling in fantasy basketball. And you know what? Got a lot of ears, a lot of downloads, a lot of listens. And so we figured we're going to we're gonna promote the, uh, the fantasy basketball content. That's what you want. That's what you're here for. I know sometimes we talk about it. We're going to talk about it more. And we're going to put that in the first, uh, the push that to the forefront. Um, and so we're going to start talking pretty regularly about waiver wire ads and players who you can be getting off waivers. Um, and we have tiers of that. And so we have uh, our dunks whom are players who are rostered in roughly 70%, 70 and under uh, ESPN leagues. We have our layups 50% and under open threes, 35% and under, and then our long twos, 20% and under rostered. This will give you guys sense whether or not you're in a super huge deep league where you're constantly looking for bargains off of the waiver wire, guys who are, you know, 20 and under percent rostered, or maybe it's just a league with just you, some of your friends from high school or college, and there's a lot of guys still on the waiver wires, and it's all about just snagging the right guy for the right time, uh, and you might be able to have a lot of still pretty big-name guys on the waiver wire. Hopefully, we're going to cover and talk about uh, those who are those who you should be targeting. Natty, do you want to start with the dunks and work our way down, or do you want to start with the long two and work our way up? No, I think we start with dunks. Let's slam it home and then uh, drift out to the perimeter. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I'll start us off then. My dunk for this week, uh, Aaron Gordon has quasi-returned to basketball. And last time I checked, he's about 68% rostered in ESPN. So uh, if you can get him, go get him. He has been out since the beginning of February with an ankle injury. And he came back Thursday, only played 14 minutes, nine points, two boards, one block, three fouls, which is an A plus stat line from him. Just, you love, love that, uh, that foul production for if you're playing in a, in a foul heavy fantasy basketball league, which I don't know about you, Natty. I play in a league where fouls are uh, plus 10 fantasy points. And so, you know, if you can get a guy who can get a lot of personal fouls, that's the cream of the crop in fantasy. I don't play in that league. I sure wish I did because I'm. <laughs> I just, I basically, just, yeah. That would be an absurd league. Um, Aaron Gordon right I mean, now is day to day. 
it would be incredible. <laughs> you'd pick up dudes you'd never pick up in any other never, league. Never. Kyle Lowry would be actually a really good because well, no, nah, he doesn't draw that many fouls. He draws a lot. Dwight of would be highly owned. Dwight, like uh, his Dwight. fouls per minute would probably be up there, top five would, at least. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, right now, Aaron Gordon is day to day, but if you can handle a player who's out. Uh, maybe you have a roster who has been blessed and you don't have a lot of injuries. Um, pretty much everyone in fantasy at this point uh, with COVID and, and just with the shortened season, I know I am like, have like four guys on my roster who are, who are injured. So if you are someone with maybe one or two guys on your roster who are injured, you can handle a guy who maybe uh, might be a little slow coming back, but on the season, he's averaging 13.8 points, 7.2 boards, 4.2 assists, and 1.7 stocks. Uh, that was what he was averaging before he got injured. Only Durant, Giannis, Luka, the Honeypot, LeBron, Harden, Sabonis, Siakam, Bam, and Ben uh, LaMelo Ball, Light, Simmons are averaging that stat line this year. So Aaron Gordon, if you can, add him and wait for him to get healthy and reap the benefits. I like that. Plus, we don't know if the Magic will sell any of their perimeter players. Uh, it seems like they've said they won't. They like their team, and they just had bad luck this year, so they want to see what the fully healthy roster can do next year. But someone godfathers you for one of these wing dudes that you don't really need that bad, then maybe they'll take them up on it. Or maybe, you know, somebody else on the team, Vooch, has been great um mcw so the the magic i have no idea what to do with them they're just the least lucky team ever this year so uh, jonathan true. isaac is back next year but aaron gordon has never really materialized into the player that we thought he would be or that we were excited that his ceiling could be he's still young but he also seems like a guy who could use a change of scenery totally. it's possible he gets traded and maybe his role would change except with how thin the magic have been. I sort of feel like Aaron Gordon, like this is where he can get his most shot attempts and maybe most volume, but I don't know. I, I like Aaron Gordon. I still think he's a good player and definitely pick him up before he starts playing well as he gets healthy. Cause he'll shoot up 10 points at least. I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I like him. I, I do think that he does need a change of scenery. And even if that means like a reduced role, I think that I just feel like he is a, a perfect like player three or even player four on a title team, not like a player two. Uh, and so, I mean, the dream for me is obviously let's somehow get him on onto the Celtics because I think he, uh, he helps a lot in terms of just uh, lineup flexibility for, for the Celts. But anyways. Um, and his defense is quality. Right. Like exactly. that's, that's the thing that is probably most attractive to other teams right now that are trading for him. Like they're not going to trade for him to score. No, 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 no. He feels like, he feels like a guy who uh, on a different team, like if you were to get traded, or if the magic were to have a non-cursed season when they were able to like fully be healthy yeah. and we could see what this team actually was in its so creation. Sad, so sad. I think he would be a, pl a player who a lot of people would be like, would, would garner a lot of national pub and people would be like, Oh wow. Where did this, where was this Aaron Gordon before? And it's like, it's been there. It's just hasn't all the pieces haven't always fit together. And uh, hopefully at some point in his career, they will both between his talent, but then also the setting and the role that he has on the team. Natty, what's your dunk for this week? My dunk is a guy you made fun of me last week for <laughs> slightly, gently, politely criticizing, maybe question mark, just a little bit. Our icon Carmelo, mm. who this week passed Akeem Olajuwon for 11th place in career points in NBA history. Uh, he is now only behind Elvin Hayes at 10. I do think that Mello will get into the top 10 in total points ever. And that's crazy. Like that's for sure. Hall of fame. Uh, in the meantime, he has been great for the trailblazers this year. He's top 100 on the season in fantasy basic. He's been the 62nd best player over the past month. Uh, Against Minnesota the other night, he had 26 points, six assists, two rebounds, two steals, and a block. So he can still bring it when he needs to, and he's needed to because Gary Trent Jr. has been in a bit of a slump, uh, shooting only 32% from outsides over the past month. 
Over the last 30 days, Mello's 15-plus points per game, three-plus boards, two-plus dimes, one-plus steal. He's taking over four deep shots and hitting them at 37%. Only 21 players are doing that on the season. So that kind of production is useful right now. Ride it while you can. Ride it while, before CJ comes back. Um, of the 21 players that are doing that on the year, Evan Fournier is the least rostered at 70%. Everybody else is 80 to 90. So he's producing right now like a top 75 player, which he is over the past month. And you should just ride it also because he's great and fuck you, Pete. I, okay, yes. You said, would you, would you like to him. say, don't pick him up? Would you, you like to take to my position? Him. Of course you pick up Carmelo Anthony. Come on. He's I've been, I there have in one of my leagues, I have had him for two years now. Uh, my <laughs> team is named after him. We are the hoodie mellows. Nice. And, uh, and currently though, I'm on a two game losing streak, but still, uh, it's not yes. his fault. That's no, management. Look in the mirror. Right it's not his fault. I know. I know <laughs> that that team it's, it's, it's hurt by the fact that, uh, Christian Wood is out. I, and then I also have Karis LeVert, who's slowly coming back. But yeah, welcome back, Karis LeVert. I know that's awesome, super awesome. I'm very happy for him. Uh, but yes, Carmelo Anthony has been, and I saw he someone tweeted about this, and then Isaiah Thomas quote tweeted it, and basically was just like, "We missed a year of Carmelo because the computers were like Carmelo can't play anymore, or Carmelo is useless on the court." And uh, sometimes you guys in order to prevent the robot ri- uprising, we have to put computers in their place and tell them that they are wrong and trust our eyes rather than computers. Just the thought. See, that's funny because I savvy that emotion, but I disagree with the argument. Like Mello wasn't exiled because of the analytics. He was exiled because the Houston Rockets threw him under the fucking bus during their slow start and and when who better represents the, analytics than the houston than the the then houston rockets that was the, you know if the, right, the daryl Morey team exactly was, analytics had a mascot it was the daryl Morey houston Rockets. so basically analytics threw him under the bus but analytics is just another way to say data and information you're just looking at what happens it's just a bigger deeper wider box score that's all that it is and how you use analytics is what people are really criticizing, I think. Uh, and Carmelo is a player that can help a team win if he's in the correct situation. That doesn't necessarily mean coming off the bench or starting. It just means like you can't assume he will be able to do the things that he's shown he can. Like you're not, you're not putting him on your team because you need a defensive stopper. You're there to score points. You need him to score points. That's what he's been doing for Portland while they've missed all these other players and his offensive contributions in the right setting are more valuable than his enormous holes on defense. So as a regular season player, he's a magnificent addition. And if the fucking Rockets hadn't just completely scapegoated him two years ago and just kept him until they got healthy and he didn't have to do as much then who knows like maybe the team would have been better i i I'm but on the flip side that maybe that year off is what mellow needed and he wouldn't be on the trailblazers which honestly is like can you think of a better landing spot for him right now they've needed him like more than most any other team than any other team would. Yeah. Cause they're, cause the thing is, is like the trailblazers are this perfect blend of stupidly injured, but playoff determined, you know, whereas like, if oh, he yeah. was, what, if when he was on like the magic, play, right. Exactly. Right. If he was like on the magic or any other team that was like crippled with injuries, you know, the magic magic are like playoffs would be great. But I mean, are we, are we going to like break limb to get there? Whereas like the trailblazers, when you have, as long as Dame's on the court, you're a playoff team. And so I mellow has just been, it has been the prime spot for him. You, I have been riding the mellow wave this entire season fantasy you should as well. Don't listen to Natty. You should never, ever trade him. 26-2-6 and six against Minnesota in a game that I don't think Dame played. Like, that's a game they needed Mello to be Mello, and he was, and they and won. you damn, you damn yeah, he's right. He's a top 100 player on the season, by the way. And he's, yeah. what, 
I think he's 50% owned. Exactly. He's Carmelo yeah, he's fucking 50%. Anthony. What more do you need? So slam dunk. Go get slam. yourself some counting stats. Slam dunk. All right, let's go to some layups. Uh, for me, my layup this week is the Steel King returning Larry Nance Jr., 55% rostered. Uh, he's returning from finger surgery. He had 11 points, four boards, and one assist and one block in his first game back. Uh, Points-wise, you know, he's he's not going to wow you. He's averaging 9.4 points, 6.7 boards, 3.1 assists, but you love to see 1.9 steals, and that's gone down a little bit since he hasn't played a lot. <laughs> um, but before he got injured, he was averaging over two steals a game. So you that kind of defense, you love to see. He's also a guy, I mean... <laughs> I didn't intend this to be the like Pete players. Pete would love to see on the Boston Celtics, but of course, Larry Nance has also been in trade uh, and trade rumors. And if he gets traded, who knows what role he could walk himself into. Uh, You could see that points. You could see those boards produce, uh, you know, rise, but at the very least you can trust that he's going to get you, you know, I think he's a pretty reliable double digit scorer uh, and he's going to get you five plus boards but he's also going to get you two and a half plus stocks. And that is the real, the real, therein lies the real fantasy value. He's a guy like Ennis Cantor, where if you just give him the minutes, he'll give you the stats. I'm a little concerned with it. I love him. And I think any team that has him would be happy about it. He seems to be just an awesome locker room dude and a guy that tries hard. Like you can literally see him trying hard in every game. Right. Um, and he plays, he can play up or big. So I think he's only like six, eight or six, nine, but like you can put him in the front court. Totally fine. I'm a little worried about Cleveland in minutes because Kevin love is now back. So while K love isn't going to be playing 30 minutes a game, it still sort of crowds the front court a little bit with Jared Allen and Nance. So, I mean, you can stagger those minutes real easily, but, um, you know, I wonder if, Nance is actually like they re-signed him Cleveland did it sort of seemed like they wanted to keep him long term it's not like he's old and he's a pretty good player so I all the trade rumors like I don't know maybe Cleveland's gonna be like fuck y'all we're we're keeping him we like him as the compliment or heir to K-Love and I you know I think you can play him at the three yeah they they did that might be slow but they did that. I feel like uh, on Love's first game, uh, when Caleb first came back, I thought they started uh, Nance at the three, Love at the four, and then Allen at the five. Um, I could be wrong, but I thought that that was their lineup. And yeah, you, I, can, you know, have Nance go to the five when you want to play small. Like he's a versatile player. He is definitely super. useful and doesn't need to score. Um, so he, yeah, he would be absolutely perfect for Boston. Oh my god, yeah. I I just feel like I feel like Cleveland has. They have that surplus of big, and I feel like they're going to make a move. Now, that move could just be Andre Drummond, who they've already just benched, and so maybe that's not really changing too much in terms of what their uh, front court is looking like. But uh, I do think that there's a lot of guys there. Jared Allen is clearly – I mean, that's the cornerstone, in my opinion. They've been trying to move Kevin Love for eons. Um, but maybe it's Larry Nance who gets moved or maybe they finally do move K love. And then, you know, Larry Nance is now stepping into a, a, a very large role, but even still, regardless what you said, this, the, the defense, the stocks, uh, is going to be reliably there. And if he does get more minutes for any reason, the counting stats will increase too. And, uh, you're going to get a top hundred player, no doubt. Yeah. Like he's definitely a player who should play 30 plus minutes a game. Mm, like he should sure. have a big role. Um, not in the shot portfolio necessarily, but he's he he does seem like a good complimentary player and the sort of guy that you can depend upon. Like I said, mm-hmm. he plays hard even on this ridiculous team. Um, so yeah, Cleveland is crowded. Isaac Okoro is there, and I love him. Um, they they suddenly have like a lot of players. It's weird. Cleveland, Cleveland, Loki, Loki got a good future now that. This sex land backcourt has kind of like figured its shit out. Maybe I feel like suddenly this team has a little more, uh, a little more wind in their sails than previously when we were like, how the, how the flying fuck is Colin Sexton and, and Darius Garland going to work together. And uh, you know, seems like it's working. Well, they have All a right. rough week ahead of them, which is Ooh. why one of them is my dud. 
Ooh. Look at that. Look at that. Teasing. Teasing. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to right, wait give- for it, though. <laughs> <laughs> give, me, give me your layup for the week. Okay. My layup is one of our old boyfriends, the assassin mm-hmm. Duncan Robinson. He is 46% owned. He has been a top 100 player over the past month. And that's good because he's been a top 100 player on the season, number 99 on the player Raider. Uh, he is the 17th best true shooting percent. He has the 17th best true shooting percentage of all players who average 33 plus minutes and take nine plus shots per game, which means you're out there on the court all the time and you get a solid complement of shots. He's 17th best in true shooting percentage right next to Dame. And only eight players are taking more threes than Duncan does. He attempts 8.4 three-point attempts per game. He shoots them at a better rate than just about anybody. He's not as sniper as he was last year, but uh, he's been doing better in March for the small sample size. He is going to end the year as a top 100 player. He's third in minutes per game on Miami. They absolutely need him. Tyler Hero has had a slump here, which... It's not surprising. Couldn't couldn't have predicted that. Right. And so Duncan is one of the most consistent outside perimeter threats in the NBA. That means he will get his shots. Um, So under 50%, I mean, I think he should be 20% more owned. Like he's, I, I would not trade him for, You'd have to really wow me because if he gets on a roll and then he starts hitting on his threes back to 44% like last year, then he's lights out and he's yeah. a top 40 player. Yeah, he's, I mean, he is the three point shooter for the Heat. Uh, he is averaging 8.4 attempts per game from downtown and Kelly Olinick, Kelly uh, is number two with 5.8 attempts. So, like, the Heat, isn't that something? It isn't it good old Kelly shooting 33% on the year. All right, Kels. It's just so funny. Like... I see you, Kels. Uh, but yeah, so like he's, uh, that is a role that the Heat need him to play. At, at no point is he going to, you know, is someone going to surpass him or or is he not going to take a lot of three-point shots? So that's always great. And he does have a little uh, Clay Thompson in him where if he gets hot, like he's going to go, you know, 10 for 13 and you're suddenly on, you know, you suddenly have a, let me do some quick math. 30 point game on your hands. Look at that. Look at that. Nice job. 10 times three, this guy dropping some, some calculator knowledge. Um, so he's, he's always a, a chance to, you know, get hot from downtown and a guy who shoots well and shoots pretty exclusively from downtown. You know, if, if the shot starts falling, you're, you're going to have a, a big game point wise. And he does some other things too. Uh, he gets you, you know, a couple boards and I would love to see more stocks from him. Uh, but right now he's just, you know, catch and shoot three guy and you can never have enough of those guys on your roster especially if especially if they're one of the best shooters uh in the league right he's a sniper his defense will get better with age but it's not like he's some super athletic perimeter defender that um doesn't need to be scoring in order to have value but when you're one of the best shooters in the league you're fucking worth your weight in gold so he is on a team that needs his kind of scoring. And so he has safe minutes, safe minutes and safe shots. And that's the kind of shit you love. All right. We have two more waiver wire uh, categories to talk. And then we're also going to do some DFS chatter, but before we do, let's take a quick ad break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. 
Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, we are back. My open three. These are guys who are rostered in 35 or less percent or fewer, excuse me, percent of ESPN leagues. Uh, this is, I know he's a, he has been, I don't know if he's still, if you're still dating him, Natty, but <laughs> Will Barton, an old boyfriend of yours, I know. Emphasis uh, on old. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, a rocky breakup I heard. Uh, but let me tell you about Will Barton's last six games. He's averaging sure. 30, 32 minutes per game, 17.2 points, 5.2 boards, 3.2 assists, 1.5 stocks while shooting 47% from three. Back-to-back 20-point-plus games coming out of the All-Star break. Love to see it. Love to see it. The county stats are down this season from last season, but he's still been a top uh, 120 player uh, on ESPN Player Raider this year. If those numbers for any reason like take a step forward and go back to what they were last year, he was averaging 15 a game last year. I think this year he's averaging 12. Uh, Obviously, that's great for his fantasy value, but still, 32% rostered in ESPN. He's a top 120 player on the year. He's he's starting off the second half of the year out of the all-star break on fire with two 20 plus games. Uh, certainly worth a guy to maybe just stream this week and, and see how, you know, how long this heat stretch can ride. Um, and he might, you might just find him being like, you know what? He's putting up reliable, good stats. That's always my favorite for me is when I add a player with the intent on streaming him. And I know this is sounds blasphemous for you, but uh at the beginning of the year, early, early into the season, I added Kyle Anderson in that exact role where I was just like, I know you'd be like, how could you add Kyle Anderson for anything other than like the rest of your life? Uh, <laughs> and you would, the thought of adding him as a streamer is just absurd to you, but added him as a streamer. And then like two weeks later, I was like, oh shit, Kyle Anderson is still on my roster. Oh shit. And he's still giving me like 17 fantasy points a game. I'm not going to get rid of him now. And I, I feel and like you have Bar- no idea how he does it. Like no idea. I watch a bunch <laughs> no of those idea. games because I love the players and it's like, he's five minutes behind everybody else. It's some reverse flash shit. It's and somehow, nuts, man. Yeah, he is. I watched the, the Celtics played Memphis a while ago and, and watching Kyle Anderson play. And it really is just like, wow, this is, you are playing at a speed that doesn't exist in the NBA anymore. Uh, Dude, it's but- like watching Jamie Moyer on the Phillies when he was like in his middle forties and just throwing change-ups and like location with his quote unquote fastball. It It's, I love Kyle Anderson. He's not on my long time, like main dynasty team anymore, which I hate, but uh, he's, I love that team. And I think yeah. that he's such a weird pitch in the arsenal of that team that they totally. love playing him they just wor- he, he fucks works. with people's tempo he really really does yeah he does uh anyways to, to sum up will barton i feel like will barton can have that same thing <laughs> right sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh it's always a good sign when i'm like pitching you a player and then we just spend most of the time talking about a totally different player well kyle uh, anderson is 24 25 and will barton is 30 which <laughs> knocked my fucking socks off when i saw that yeah, uh, but he seems so yeah, so healthy. Anyways, if if he, he keeps playing like these first the All Star break, where he looks energetic and yep. totally healthy, then yep. he's going to be a steal. And goddamn, do the Denver Nuggets need a little bit of good luck? You know, right. Gary he, Harris he, still him, isn't back. Him like taking him looking like last year, Will Barton, or even just like a slightly better. Like if he looks anything like he has looked in the out of the all-star break that's huge for the nuggets like that is that is exactly what the nuggets need uh in terms of real basketball and in terms of fantasy basketball your fantasy roster probably needs them too so you should go at them right a good complimentary piece is like chris middleton is the extreme complimentary piece a guy that shoots you know (laughs) elite ratio level from the field from three from the line who you always know will get you such and such points, such and such boards, such and such assists, consistency, like you said, people you can depend on. And if Will Barton becomes that guy again after, you know, ups and downs, he he's had an ups and downs, peaks and valleys career, really. But yeah, I used to love him. We were attached at the hip. Things went sideways. Oof. I would love to see him do well. 
Good. Look at you. What an amicable <laughs> split. You know, like you guys yeah. had maybe a rough patch afterwards, and that always happens. Like any kind of breakup, you know, there's there's lingering resentment, and you just you, you know you you've been thinking the worst of someone, or just like it's you know it, tensions have risen to a point, and then what's nice is hopefully you come back two, three, four, however many years or time afterwards. And you realize, Hey, you know what? We just weren't right for each other, but it doesn't make us bad people. And we'd love to get to know each other as friends now. And I feel like that's where you and Will Barton are at right now. And I commend you for it. I mean, I was right. He was wrong. So I'm glad that he's, I don't know how that's going to work for your friendship. (laughs) That seems seems like underlying tension. So he's rostered in my main league, my old time one. And I'm not jealous. I'm just happy for the other owner and for okay. Will. You know, Good. like, that's great. Do well. I'm so glad. That's awesome. Good for you guys. You made it work. Good. That's nice. That's, and that's, and that's, isn't good that place big of be. me? That's really, that's really big you know, of you. You, you know what? Round of applause for Natty for, for oh, thank you. Bringing that relationship full, full, that. full circle. Well done. Uh, give me your open three for this week. My open three is a guy with a, pretty nice true shooting percentage of 65 percent over the last all all about that ts baby well so some people are you know effective field goal some people are true shooting some people don't care i find that true shooting is at just anecdotally for me like a little bit more predictive and has helped me do well in fantasy league so that's why i depend upon it uh jalen brunson of the dallas mavericks who is a top 125 player over the past month. He's under 25% owned. He's third in points per game for Dallas over the past month. Third. And he's three plus assists on the season. He can give you big volume when he starts or when he gets minutes. They have absolutely needed him. Yep. Uh, He's become one of the most efficient scorers for a guy that, you know, no one knew his name. And... I think there are just big things in his future. He seems to be a dude that knows how to fucking read the geography of the court and the geometry. Like he's been, he's been really impressive. I think he's not a typical dude that you'd feel, you know, he's not wowing you like some big wing, but every time he's had an opportunity, I think he's done pretty well. He's had some duds, but you know, you're a young player and you're not playing with the stars all the time. So he's coming off the bench, but when he's started, he's given you 20 plus point games. I love him. I think that he's another guy with safe minutes. Mm-hmm. And when you're a young player who can sniff the top 100, then that's someone worth investing in. Yeah. Last 12 games, 16 points, three assists, four rebounds, 28 minutes. And, you know, like these don't have to be like long-term dynasty ads. These can be streamer pickups, you know, like he's a perfect, yeah, he's a perfect streamer guy. Well, and the thing too is, is it's just like, as you get further and further down your waiver wire, you know, you're not, you're not going to find a guy who's going to get you three or two different categories reliably. If you got, if you find those guys, you know, at 10% rostered, well, maybe you need to reconsider who you're playing with. Um, Or double down. You're like, or yeah, double- we should put money in this, don't you think? <laughs> uh, so yeah, so no, I am, I, I like that. I know you're a big Jalen Brunson fan, and I think you're totally right too. As this, this Mavericks, we've talked about them in the past. They've been trying to figure out what they are, and luckily now for them, Chris Stapps has started to play a little bit better um, and yeah. become a little more of an offensive threat alongside Luca. Uh, but I think that I think the emergence of Jalen Brunson has also really helped and has given this team a much more even an even attack in terms of offense, like who to stop on offensively. Obviously Luca is still the, the epicenter, but no longer is he like the sole provider. You Tim Hardaway jr. Uh, Chris Stapps is now coming back. And then with, with Jalen Brunson there, you got uh, four guys who can all put up, you know, 20 on any given night. So I like it. Just, just think about Jalen Brunson is like, this is the new JJ Barea. This Perfect. is the type of player that, uh, Carlisle depends upon that Carlisle likes having, you yep. know, a spark plug of energy, a guy that can read the floor, a guy that, you know, hopefully won't fuck up too much. Um, and that can move the game, you know, he can up the tempo or he can bring it down. Like he's a smart player and he picks his shots and he's very efficient at them. So I love the opportunity. 
when you're, like you said, when you're looking down through the waiver wire, you know, what you're really looking for is who's getting minutes, who's getting shots and who's doing things with them. So the, you know, roster percentage doesn't tell the whole picture. He, he should definitely be rostered higher than this. Fully agreed. Uh, All right, let's wrap up with our long twos guys who are rostered in 20% or less of uh, fantasy leagues. I'm sure this guy will be uh, well past 20 by the time you listen to this, but he's under 20 now. So I'm putting him there. Dwight Howard, 19% rostered (laughs) in ESPN. Joel Embiid is out for two to three weeks with a knee injury. Obviously, this means Dwight Howard is going to be stepping into a much larger role. On the year, he's averaging 6.4 points, 7.5 boards, and 1.3 stocks on only 16 minutes. But his two games post the break, 21 minutes, 12 points, 11 boards, two stocks. Like, he's going to get you a double-double. He's going to get you some defense. And if you play in that all-elusive 10 points for personal fouls, (laughs) Dwight Howard is is now a top-five fantasy player for you. So he is a guy who you should 100% be rostering and streaming for as long as Joel Embiid is out and missing time. Uh, Yeah, I could not agree with you more, (laughs) Um, especially because I'm not sure if Ben Simmons is back from uh, COVID tracking and tracing yet. Like this. Oh, that's true. This might be Dwight time. Oh my gosh. Right. I forget when he comes back, but like Ben Simmons isn't sick and he's not hurt. So he will be coming back. I just forget when it is. But in the meantime, Dwight's just throwing bows and uh, yeah, (laughs) like it's, it's, it's fun having a dirty player on your team, like an inoffensive dirty player, just a guy who's out there to be a hockey player and beat the shit out of other people. And Dwight has definitely taken up that role. This Dwight's doing that. (laughs) Okay. My long two. And remember, this is the least efficient shot in the game, but that's only true if you can't hit them. And it's so, also the most efficient shot in our hearts. That's right. This podcast reflects that belief. <laughs> uh, I am going with a strict volume play. We're going back to Orlando. Michael Carter Williams, who is 13% owned, has been averaging 10, 4, and 5 over the last 30. I will take those numbers Fuck the ratios. MC Dubs is getting volume. Everybody's injured. I have no idea when Cole Anthony is coming back from this broken rib. Um, There's no, I mean, would the Magic like to make the playoffs? Yeah, everybody wants to make the fucking playoffs. Are they going to hurt their young rookie in order to do that? I doubt it. I doubt it. Uh, Especially since their other point guard is out for the year. So, uh, I think they'll be conservative even when Cole Anthony comes back, MCW might keep starting just because of, you know, all the concerns that I just said. Um, He's a guy that will get you across the board stats, except in the ratios. I picked him up in my main dynasty league. This is the one dude that is actually on my team that we've talked about tonight. Um, I, I love it. I love riding waves like this, like a, a an above average player with tons of minutes and shots and like touching the ball all the time. Let's do this. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. He started the last 12 games, 28 minutes per game, 11.6 points, uh, 4.5 boards, 5.7 assists, a stock. That's nice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you said what he's how much, how, how, what's his roster chip? He's 13% owned. in Oh my God. Remember what I said like five minutes ago that you're not finding someone who's fills the stat categories (laughs) and sub 30%. Uh, MCW is that guy, but you're finding MCW. Cause no one ever remembers a, that he's still in the NBA or B why they know his name. And put then some, they're like, Oh, he's on Orlando, rookie, which is the, rookie most, of the, the quietest year. team. Yeah. Well, we can talk about why that happened, but <laughs> anyway, trust the process. My ass. Um, there's nothing minutes make everything else grow. You know, yep. like he's getting tons of water right now on a team with a lot of absences. So you should, I like, I don't even think it's a stream. I think you keep him for the rest of the season probably. Cause who knows what's going on with their guards. Especially if they become sellers at the deadline, like if they're sellers right, at the yeah, deadline exactly. and they're just like, fuck it. We're so injured. We're going to let anyone who's like slightly banged up and who's our future Cole Anthony rest. 
for, you know, they are done for the season, then it's just going to be the MCW show. Uh, and just like the MCU, how successful that was, you know, the MCW is also going to be equally successful. Like he'll give you the counting stats and that's really all that you're asking for when you can pick up a dude for free, <laughs> you know, like you can't complain about his inefficient shot. So <laughs> right. I, I feel like this is a no brainer. Really? I love it. I love it. And I know that's not something a lot of people have said about Michael Carter Williams, but you know what? Yeah. You love it. You love it. Well, there you go. There are some guys at every kind of ownership tier to be rostering. Actually, Pete, sorry oh, to interrupt. Son of a bitch. I have a heave as well. We're okay. going with okay, the real Dean low logo Dame. Exactly. Because if these hit, then you, I mean, you look so cool. You just look right. so cool. What's okay. your logo, Dame? I I have two, actually. Uh, the first is Isaiah Stewart on the Pistons, who's been a top 100 player over the past month. He's a rookie. He's a big the Pistons are one of the sellers. Like who knows how many other players are going to get jettisoned out of there, but he's like just a few minutes away from averaging a double double. He will get you like nine points, nine boards right now. Uh, the Pistons are playing him more than they're playing Siku Dumbuya, which breaks my heart, but is also kind of nice because he seems like he's better right now. Uh, the other guy is Alexej Pokusevsky on Oklahoma city who is 2.2% rostered. Isaiah Stewart is 4.8% rostered, by the way. So both these guys are free. Pokusevsky is also a rookie. He's 19 years old. He's seven feet tall, and he's a perimeter shooter. Love okay. it. So today against Memphis, he, he, he really kind of helped them. Like they might've gotten blown out without him. He had over 20 points. He was five from eight from three. Um, he's a guy that would benefit a lot from Al Horford getting traded, I think, along mm -hmm. with Isaiah Roby, who's another young player for the Thunder in the front court. Pokusevsky is real thin. Like, he might not be able to play 30 minutes a game in this season. But if, if he can keep his three-point shot going, then, of course, they'll just put him out there. Like, why wouldn't you? Let's make things easier for SGA, especially since their outside shooting isn't great, the Thunder. Um, Lou Dort, Hamadou Diallo, who is now in Detroit, and their Oklahoma City is getting Svi Mikhailiuk back. The reason they made that trade is because Svi is supposed to be a perimeter threat. So he has had a slumped year. If he can, you know, snap back into form in Oklahoma City, then that makes things easier for SGA. In the meantime, Pokusevsky is maybe like their best outside shooter from what the last three games have looked like. Uh, either of those guys are good speculative ads because again, you're looking for opportunity and minutes and these teams are getting closer and closer to turning the corner with the trade deadline and just giving all their minutes and shots to the young kids. Awesome. So now that Natty has completely derailed the show, uh, let's move on. <laughs> Plus, last you, second heaves that weren't you know, supposed to make you know, it anyway. I'm just trying is going to be on your uh, waiver wire because no one knows how to spell his name. And thus... Alexej Pokusevsky. It's... There you go. What a name. Just look uh... up the Thunder roster. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some DFS chatter. We are going to give our studs and duds, which both Natty and I pick one player who we think will perform above average in fantasy this coming week and one who will underperform. Natty, for the first time this year, went 2-0 and uh, oh, last really? time. Yes, you really? did. Six and four, my man, on the year. Okay. Not bad. Okay. But you have a long ways to go to catch sure. the master. I am a machine. Nine and one. Damn. I haven't lost since, wow. I think, like week two or week three. I am just crushing it with my takes. So when you are listening, make sure you pay attention to who I say you should be starting and you should be yeah, sitting in DFS this me. week. Just like, mute Natty. Ignore me. everything he said. He already got in his two cents with his crazy logo dame talk. Uh, my stud <laughs> for this week. The finisher is back. Oh. Lori Markinen is playing the OKC Thunder, San Antonio Spurs, who don't have LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, Detroit, not well, Detroit at the end of the week, but then also uh, the Denver Nuggets in between San Antonio and Detroit. 
a very cushy lineup for him. He, uh, is back. He's looking good. He's looking healthy. Hasn't cut into my Thaddeus Young shares either, which is very promising. I'm very happy to see that. Uh, so yeah, Lori Markin this week. What the living fuck do the Chicago Bulls do? Like, I feel like the funniest thing would be if they don't make any moves. <laughs> they they're, just they're keep gonna, everybody. They're just going to be like, this is what we're riding with now. Fuck it. Right. This is our team. Like, sort of like when the Kings didn't trade Bogdan Bogdanovich last yes. year or Yalitza, yep. and everyone was like, well, what are you? Okay. You're are you guys, keep are you guys serious no right now? Why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah. Um, but the finisher has always been an exciting player because of what we think could be big Dirk-esque potential. Mm-hmm. That's why I just suggested Pokusevsky because you're looking for seven footers who can shoot threes. Those guys are pretty rare. Um, and when they're good at it, they're Carl Anthony Towns. So love the finisher, love that he's looking better. Um, I, you know, hate the Bulls, but I like a bunch of the players on the roster and I want good things for them. So yeah, I'm fully behind that one. Two uh, back-to-back 20-plus games out of the break. That's nice. That's nice. You like it. You like it. Uh, Who's your stud this week? My stud, I'm going for a little bit of volume this week. Michael Carter-Williams again? I know, right? That would be (laughs) funny. Just double down on it. Kyle Kuzma, who is 46% rostered, gets to play five games this week. The Lakers have five games this week. They're the only team that has, I believe. They are playing the Warriors, the Timberwolves, Charlotte, Atlanta, and Phoenix. Um, Kuzma should get plenty of minutes since Anthony Davis is out for at least a few more weeks. And I have to assume that the Lakers won't play LeBron like 39 minutes five times in one week. LeBron plays over under two and a half of these games. I think over, I think he'll play in one of the back-to-backs, but maybe not as many minutes um, and then rest for one game. I could see that, but regardless, like the Lakers need Kuzma right now Um, over the last month. He's been great. He's uh, top 125 over the last month, 14 plus points per game, nine plus boards in assist. He's taking five threes a game, hitting them at 38%. Um, this is a guy, again, with opportunity and minutes and shots, and I really don't think you can beat five games. Like, he'll play every game. He'll right. definitely play every single one of these games, and I think he'll have a big role in at least one or two of them. Um, so I I just love the next week for Kuzma owners. I, I'm, I'm jealous. I like it. Uh, my dud for this week is uh, Draymond Green. The Warriors... Mm. Haven't looked great uh, leading into and coming out of the All-Star Week. They play the Lakers, uh, the Rockets, and then the Grizzlies twice this week. So four games against solid opponents. And the biggest thing for me about Dre is that you're living or dying by his assists and stocks. If he doesn't get us, if he doesn't get assists, right. If he doesn't get assists, then he's not giving you anything out of the break against the Clippers, 12 points, two boards, two assists, uh, and three stocks. So like the stocks, that's nice. That's great. You love to see that, but you know, for, for a guy who you're relying to get you double digit assists to be a reliable fantasy contributor, I don't love that in, uh, in this matchup in these matchups. And especially with the, uh, with the warriors, a, not super healthy, you know, mm-hmm. you can only really dame, uh, dime up uh, Steph because everyone else is injured. And uh, two, because they have been not great as of late. So who are they playing again this week? Sorry. The Lakers, Rockets, and then Grizzlies twice. Right. So that's four games. But yeah, I mean, like if Dre, because it's weird, I do sort of feel like when I watch Dre has looked better recently, but like you say, you know, the warriors are in a bit of a tough stretch and you know, he's supposed to be the second best player on the team. Right. So if he's not living up to that, then the team probably isn't doing that well. Um, And it's just so hard to trust everybody except Steph. So yeah, I think that's, I think that's a good dud. Um, Thank you kindly. All right. Who's yours for the week? My dud. Oh, before I forgot. Speaking of Houston, sorry everybody. Just to back up one oh second. My I God. not a second stud, but just a reminder. The Rockets are selling. 
Like yes. they're jettisoning, jettisoning pieces. PJ Tucker won't play for them again. They agreed with that. Um, Oladipo already turned down a, an extension. Eric Gordon is now going to be out for several weeks at least. Um, there's no reason for them to not start trading left and right. One of the guys they won't be trading, though, is Jay Sean Tate. So he is uh, a top 150 player over the past month. He's under 15% owned, rostered rather. Um, I think he's going to have more minutes and a larger role going forward. So that's a guy you should add to your watch list. Um, my dud is Just taking Cleveland. us all over the place, Natty. Back I know, and I'm forth, sorry. Back and forth, up and down, left and right. My goodness. But like Houston, like this is one of the teams that you expect to make a lot of moves before the trade deadline, which is yeah. March 25th. So that's a team you need to keep your eye on. Totally. Um, the Cavaliers play Miami, Boston, San Antonio, and Toronto this week. Yikes. That's some tough it starts starts brutally. Play. Darius Garland who is 78% rostered and is the point guard for the Cleveland Cavaliers is my dud for the week. I just think that that's a really tough week for young guards. I mean, Marcus Smart is going to slap him around. He's back Um, baby. Yeah. 19 points in his first game. That's nice. Love to see see it. Like they have to play DeJounte Murray. They have to play Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry, a pissed off Kyle Lowry, who doesn't seem to like all these trade rumors. Um, And, and the heat. So Garland is a little banged up anyway. Um, Kevin Love is recently back, and maybe that will take a second for him to acclimate to, you know, just figuring out a new player in a, in a new offensive scheme. I just think it's really tough. I like Garland a lot. I would like to have him on my team. He is in our fake teams. He is on my team in our fake teams league. But I just, that's such a tough matchup this week so he's my dud i like don't that that's drop a- him just don't ex- like don't expect him to be lights out yeah that's a great that's a good call it is a tough stretch for him um excellent well there you go look at all that good content we put uh we took the fantasy content that you were hankering for and we thrust it into the forefront and uh let us know what you think is this what we should be doing rolling forward i think so And keep your eyes on all the bigs that are out there. I mean, there's, so the trade deadline is March 25th. Like I said, here's just a handful of the people that are out there that are, you know, probably going to change teams. PJ Tucker, Andre Drummond, LaMarcus Aldridge, Boogie, maybe Depot, Al Horford, maybe Wiggins. Like there's not really a defensive stopper in there, which is sort of what teams want right now i think but there's a lot of bigs and a lot of names that are available or that are in rumors at least so a a guy like boogie who's probably not on anyone's roster like put him on your watch list if he gets on a team with a big role you're gonna want him immediately yep 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 uh awesome well make sure you subscribe to the fake teams podcast wherever you get your podcast itunes spotify stitcher that's how you'll not only get us but also our fantasy baseball and our fantasy football shows follow us on twitter at the long two podcast and you'll want to make sure you follow us so that you can hear natty's live reaction when the boston celtics uh trade one measly second round pick for jeremy grant and take away the only player that natty has ever loved from his detroit pistons uh natty until next week stay safe my friend I don't want to lose Jeremy Grant. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good one, man. Whatever. I love Mellow more.